American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street. Fighters broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania, worldwide on the public broadcasting network, Mojo 5 Radio with Patriot Nation Radio Network. I'm your Thursday host with the National Intel Report and Liberty Lighthouse. I am Peter Seraphine. A man, a legend, with, with a great beard. With the greatest beard in radio. This guy is the sweetest, nicest, most gentlest person you've ever met in your life. The man's really insightful and pretty freaking smart. With wit, sharp like safety scissors. I would I would walk over hot coals for this guy. With a golden voice behind the microphone. He's got a big, fat, juicy, beautiful brain. The Nostradamus of political prognostication. Your host, Peter Seraphine. Free speech is not free. We all know that by now, I hope. Free speech is not free. It costs us. And uh, I need you to support this free speech network, whatever network you're listening to. Donate if you can. Times are tough. I understand if you can't. But buy their merchandise. Support their sponsors. Visit their sponsor websites. Use their promo codes. All of those things to support free speech wherever you find it. One thing you can do that's absolutely free to help us out is uh, share links. Whether you're listening or you're watching, just share out a link. Tell people where you're listening and watching it from. You can contact me and contact the show live on air in just a minute when we open the phone lines. You can also visit my website, liberty-lighthouse.com, or email me directly, libertylighthouse1776 at gmail.com. Tonight in the second hour, I've got Mark Emerson going to join us. He's the inventor of a program called Algebra Victory. And Algebra Victory is... uh, Well, he says it's a revolutionary new way to teach algebra and therefore a new way to teach critical thinking, something that is horribly lacking in the world today, just completely gone. Like there is no critical thinking left for anybody under like, I don't know, 50. That might be a slight exaggeration, but that's what, you know, that's what we got going on. I'm going to talk about critical thinking in other ways. I want to talk about how critical thinking has completely left our lives and examples of that and what we can do about it. And, uh, well, just a bunch of stuff like that. But first, I think it's important that we do the opposite of what most of the media is doing regarding this shooting that happened on Monday down in Tennessee. I think that it's important that, you know, what, Forget the fact that the shooter was a woman trying to be a man or that thinks she's a man. Forget everything about that person other than they're a psychopathic murderer. And remember the good things. And the one name that I want us all to remember, not the shooter, 
It's not the police officers that responded. The one name I want us all to remember is Evelyn Dykhouse. Evelyn Dykhouse is the nine-year-old girl who died because she ran to pull fire alarm and alert everyone else in the school and 911. I don't know about you, but when I was nine-year-old, if I was in school and somebody started shooting, running to the fire alarm, probably the last thing I would have thought about. When I was nine years old, when I saw, you know, muzzle flashes and heard gunshots, I probably would have been running for a closet, a window, or under my desk, or running to hide someplace when I was nine. Evelyn Dykos ran to a fire alarm. That little girl is a hero by any definition. So if there's one name that we need to scream from the rooftops and repeat repeatedly from the tragedy of the psychopath in Tennessee on Monday, it's Evelyn Dykos. Adorable, big-eyed, blonde-head, nine-year-old girl who risked her life to save those around her. So her parents or that school or somebody did something right. Because that nine-year-old girl did more than I would have even thought about doing when I was nine. So that's, uh, that's what I want us to take away from this. And I hope you all agree that that's a name worth repeating. Let's, hmm. all right, let's move on. Move to something else because that's just, that brave little girl is wonderful, but the rest of that story is tragic and I don't want to dwell on it. So give me uh, just a second to change gears here. It's time to make George Orwell fiction again. So let's talk about the lack of critical thinking that we have in our world today. I think, like many other things, COVID put a giant spotlight on the the, the complete lack of critical thinking that we have in our world today. I think COVID put a spotlight on many things, but one of those things was critical thinking. Because during the entire COVID pandemic crisis, whatever you want to call it, you know, plandemic, I don't care whatever you call this thing, during that entire process, anybody who dared to think for themselves was shunned and silenced and, you know, censored and pushed off the the cliff. Some people lost careers because they dared to question the all-powerful government, which is exactly what we're supposed to do, right? That's what our First Amendment says, that we are allowed to address our government, address grievances to our government. But if you did that in the last three years, well, you were squashed and silenced. If you 
dared to say, hey, I think this uh, this thing may have come out of that virology lab in Wuhan, right where the virus came from. Then you were shuffled away. You were a, a crackpot conspiracy nut job shoved into a corner. If you dared to point out that Dr. Anthony Fauci had authored a paper saying that masks didn't do anything to stop the spread of a respiratory virus just a few months before anybody heard of COVID. If you dared to point that out, well, how dare you think for yourself? That's that's blasphemy. You can't do that. If you dared to question the efficacy of a, a vaccine that they whooped together in nine months, Hey, you're silenced, you're censored, you're shoved off the social media world again. Speaking of being shoved off of social media, I have earned myself strike two from, uh, well, from YouTube. Strike two! One more and I get permanently banned from big bad Google YouTube world. (laughs) Whatever. Who cares? Nobody watches me on YouTube anyway. And if you are one of the people out there who used to watch me on YouTube, then uh, follow me on Twitch or Rumble or my Facebook feed or RBN's Facebook feed or Rumble, whatever. In fact, I got to give props to our producer, Mike. Mike was smart enough that after last week's show, he, he went, you know what? I think I'm going to delete this off of YouTube. So Mike managed to delete it before he got that strike for the RBN website or RBM channel. I wasn't so smart. I let it stay there and I got strike two, which again, strike two makes me go. Yeah, I I don't really care. What do I I have? Like 130 YouTube followers. It, it, it amazes me that YouTube is worried about somebody like me who has, you know, 130 followers. That's that's hilarious. But Twitch is where I recommend, actually. Twitch.tv slash Seraphine. From there, you can comment on the video, and it aggregates, and I get to see it on the screen here, and I can call it out. Twitch and Facebook, YouTube used to. Uh, but I can see them there. So uh, for, you know, Lep says, good evening, everybody. Sarah said, shared out the video in uh, uh, the links to all the shows. So thank you both for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And you all can, everybody else can do that too. The critical thinking is terrible. It's gone. It's, it's, it's completely just gone. And COVID put a big spotlight on that. Another one that's pointing spotlights on critical thinking is if you you dare to question the, hmm, how to say this, hypocrisy, I guess would be the right word, the hypocrisy of the gun control arguments. So, of course, you know, we had this tragic shooting, Tennessee, on Monday. And within, what, an hour, two hours? Really insanely fast. Biden comes out and does his, we've got to ban assault weapons speech. You know, the same speech that he's given a thousand times before. 
And through that whole speech, he said, all, spread all the same lies that he spread before. You know, when the first or the second amendment was written, you couldn't have a cannon. Yeah, you could, Joe. In 1791, not only could you have a cannon, but you could have warships. They were called privateers. Yes, you could. So stop lying to us. And nobody calls them out on it. Nobody had the big media, anyway. Little guys like you and I, we pointed out. But we don't really matter all that much, no, do we? Then he goes on to say, now, well, you can't own a machine gun. Yeah, you can. Sure, it takes a little extra pe- paperwork and costs you a little bit more money because you got to pay tax stamps and crap. But yeah, you can own a machine gun. It's perfectly legal. Uh, you can't own a tank. Yeah, you can. Same thing. More paperwork. More taxes. Fighter jet. You betcha. You can own all of those things for the right amount of tax money and the right amount of paperwork. But nobody ever tells Joe this. Nobody ever points out that he's lying and has been lying for, how long has he been in Washington now? 50 years? That's right, 50 years. You know how I remember that? Joe Biden was elected to the Senate the year I was born. That's crazy to me. But, again, if you point out this hypocrisy, you point out his lies... Critical thinking goes away, and the opposing side just says, oh, well, you're a gun nut. They don't even listen to the fact that he's lying. They don't want to hear that. What other not critical thinking hypocrisy goes on in the world of guns? Well, look, we got these major cities. Washington, D.C. is the first one that comes to mind for me, who's intentionally not enforcing laws, or is rolling back the punishments. One of the things that they did recently in Washington, D.C. is they rolled back the minimum sentence for illegally possessing a gun. Now, wait a minute. I thought guns were bad. Uh, guns are bad? So if guns are so bad, then why would you reduce the minimum required sentence for somebody violating a gun law. And then go on later to say, well, we got to get rid of guns. Anybody who, who thinks critically would see that as an opposing you know, hypocrisy. If you're anti-gun, then you're anti-gun. And you would get back the... Uh, you know, you would want the highest minimum sentences for all gun violations possible. Why would you ever rule them back? Oh, just being a hypothetical conspiracy nut job here, but maybe that's the point. Maybe they're rolling back these gun laws, these these minimum sentences about gun violations, because those in power want more people violating gun laws. Maybe they want more crime. Hmm. Is that too far of a conspiracy? Hmm? Was it nice to have a job where the truth is not requirement? I don't know what you mean by that, Lep, but uh, hey, good for you. 
Um, so, yeah, the hypocrisy around guns is ridiculous. You got our resident Biden sitting there, oh, I'm pro-Second Amendment, I'm pro-2A, I own a shotgun. That's not really pro-2A. That's, I don't know, you like to hunt pheasants or some crap. That's not pro-2A. Pro-2A means that you think everybody should have the right to own firearms and enough firearms and the proper firearms to be able to form into, let's say, a well-regulated militia. If you showed up for day one of militia training and you showed up with your brake barrel single-shot shotgun, I don't think you'd be well-received, Joe Biden. But again, he lies about the Second Amendment constantly, and nobody in the mainstream ever calls him out. He says lies about the past and lies about the present. Joe Biden just earlier this week said that guns were the number one killer of children in this country. No. Not even close, actually. I think guns are, like, down at number seven or something like that. I did the math. I forgot. Because you got to add the accidentals. and the I don't know. But it's not number one. Not even close. But, again, nobody in the mainstream media calls them out on it. But if you or I say something that's even slightly off-color, not a lie, I wouldn't lie to you, but if I'm incorrect, if I'm slightly off, if I exaggerate something a tiny bit, then the people on the other side of the aisle come at me like I lied, they call me Hitler and all this kind of stuff. But their side, those progressive people they can lie about everything and nobody ever calls them out it's hypocrisy that's because there's no critical thinking critical thinking well we don't teach that anymore we've got to start teaching it again we talk about I don't know. Let's look at the environment. We've been these these climate activists, doomsday sayers, have been saying the same. The world's going to end in five years. The world's going to end in twelve years. The world's going to end in ten years. Well, they've been saying that same thing for fifty years because they're not critically thinking climate change is man-made really because i'm pretty sure that in every desert on the planet you can find fossils of sea life meaning that every desert on this planet was at one point underwater how is that possible since those fossils were made before humans who are the cause of climate change. Critical thinking. And dare you point something out. For example, on the east coast of the northeast here, 
all these wind farms, these solar wind or these these wind farms are being built off the coast. Giant windmills being stuck out in the ocean. And shortly after they're being installed, or even while they're being installed, there's a dramatic increase in the number of whales and dolphins that are beaching themselves. But you can't use critical thinking and say that, hey, maybe, just maybe, these new wind farms might have themselves. Something with all these animals, maybe. Correlation, we should look into it. Now, correlation does not equal causation. I'm not trying to suggest that it does. But correlation should be enough to make you want to at least look into it. Don't you think? Maybe that correlation spurs critical thinking, spurs research. Then you do that research and find out if maybe there actually is causation. But that requires critical thinking. And we can't have critical thinking over climate change or the environment because if we have critical thinking around the environment, then we don't have the, I don't know, green movement religious cult that it has become. Critical thinking is, it's a requirement for sanity, but it's not a requirement for blindly following a political movement. All right, I want to take a second and tell you about something cool that I did. At least I think it's cool. One of you lovely listeners out there, you all liked a T-shirt that I put up on the website. I put up a T-shirt that said, working like crazy to support the lazy. And one of you lovely listeners reached out and messaged me through my website, liberty-lighthouse.com. And you said, hey, I need that as a bumper sticker. So I made it as a bumper sticker. And that inspired me to make more bumper stickers. So now we've got working like crazy to support the lazy. We've got make Orwell fiction again. Defund the thought police. Of course, a Peter for president bumper sticker just because that's fun. And my favorite, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, all other genders are from Uranus. So you can find any of those bumper stickers at liberty-lighthouse.com and you click on the shop or the store and you go in there and there's a bunch of bumper stickers. There's t-shirts, there's all kinds of fun merchandise and that's how you can support me in this show. And let's see here. We got somebody over in Twitch that says, I am I live? Yes, I'm live. Do I read? Yeah, I try. It's kind of hard to do a live show and read all of the messages at the same time. Uh, Leprechaun, also over in Twitch, says critical thinking has given way to 
thinking critically against everything normal. And that's right. We've got the whole world now you know, completely disbelieving truth in order to fit a, fit a political agenda. Right. Hey, let's take uh, this, this here sponsor break. We'll be back in about three minutes. Talk to you the other side. You'll have to buy from our cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it one shot at a time. I'm proud to be partnering with Cedar Mill Fine Firearms. Cedar Mill Fine Firearms does some of the coolest firearms cases you'll find anywhere. Have you ever wanted to carry your AR-15 discreetly? How about a rifle case that looks like a guitar case until you open it up? Go to cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE the next time you're looking for a cleaning kit or a case to carry your firearms. That's cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. Welcome back to the show. I, you know, the commercial breaks are commercial breaks. You got to have them. Got to support the network somehow, and that's how we do it. Is is uh, through mostly affiliate sponsors. I know almost any network. I don't know if you know this, but old fashioned advertising where somebody gives you money just to talk about something is pretty much dead in the radio world. Everything we do now, or most of what we do now, is called affiliate marketing, which means we talk about something. But we don't get paid until you, the listener, go out, use, buy that something, click on that link, do that thing. So, uh, so we got to talk about it. That's that. Speaking of talking, this is a live call-in show, and I've done all the talking for the first half hour. So, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Call in 512-248-8252. Or 800-313-9443 for those that want the toll-free number. Call into the show. I want to hear your thoughts on critical thinking as it exists today. Then we got, let's hear, somebody just said, boy, they're shadow banning pretty hard. You know, you're right. They shadow ban anybody who tries to speak the truth. And I'm not trying to say that I'm some big anything. I'm a little town, little small town nobody. And the only way I get any traction, the only way anybody ever hears my voice is if people like you that are out there watching or listening right now, well, you share the links. You know, let's be honest. Anybody on any of these networks, we're not making any money. I, I just recently did my taxes. I made enough money off of those little clicks and, you know, selling stuff and sponsor ads and whatever. I made just enough money off of all of that stuff combined to pay for my streaming service for a year. Well that, well, that doesn't pay for everything that it takes to do a show like this. I have thousands of dollars worth of equipment around me. You may have noticed that my camera changed over the, uh, the little break. If you're watching on video, the camera changed because uh, one of them is freezing up. doesn't want to work. Really choppy. And I had to switch to a much cheaper, crappier one. But hey, you got to do what you got to do in a live show. 
All right, let's go to the phones. We got Patrick in Texas on line one. Welcome to the show, Patrick. How you doing? Um, I just wanted to um, talk about the militia. Uh, let's, let's face it, they've been after us for a long time. The, uh, it was like the, uh, Oklahoma City. In, uh, Oklahoma was leading a 13-state coalition against the federal government, and they're the ones that helped the Bundys. The majority of them helped the Bundys up there. Um, and uh, they framed them. They didn't have nothing to do with it. We know now it was all just set up. It was to get rid of some evidence. But each and every time, one time, they got uh, they done that against the militia, and, and everybody went underground. All the militia uh, went underground. And, uh, you know, again, every one of these things are, are to, to take, strip the gun from us. Uh, and uh, like Sandy Hook, that's, that's a, the whole thing's a fraud. We know that now. Uh, there's a, Jim Fetcher looked into that top to bottom. Um, and uh, on and on. They just, they just continually do these shootings to find a reason to strip us. But, and, um, but we still have the militia. Under Jefferson, uh, you know, he noticed that, that they had built up this large navy uh, and, uh, and he was basically just benefiting the northern merchant fleet. And, uh, and he says, uh, you know, when he became president, he mothballed all the naval ships. And, uh, and, and he, took, uh, he told the, uh, the militia of all the states, you go out and patrol your own harbors. And that's what he should have done. He sent out all these, uh, you know, pink slips to get rid of them. And that's the way, that's a good purpose of the militia. That's it, do their, protect our own uh, uh, turf. And uh, now, uh, that was up to up to about 1902. They, uh, they, they come up with what they call a Dick Act. Charles Dick out of uh, uh, out of New York come up with it. and it was basically to create the National Guard to strip uh, yeah the uh, the uh, you know the uh, the control of the militia it should have been with the states and the assembly and then uh, they put it under where they could use it under federal whenever they want to federalize it uh, that was you know they just do these things they don't have the constitutional power to do this thing you're supposed to have like a constitutional amendment not just right. an act. You go changing all that, and uh, so you know, you know, to, to, so to, to today, you know, uh, they uh, they they've taken over all, all that, and and uh, they, they uh, is um, the assemblies, which was not the governor. That's uh, that should be under the, the actual the people. We the people. That was our power. They 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 stepped all over us with that, and uh, and uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to point out. <clears throat> They're, they, um, they're, this is their, this is their target. They want to strip us of our guns. And if they do that, they'll do what they done with the Reds in, in, in Europe. You know, when they went into Hungary, uh, Bella Kuhn, the, uh, 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 Jewish, uh, half Hungarian, and they trained him to go back and they, they turned it into a, into a terror. And they've done that on and on, Poland, Estonia. They tried to do it in Germany, but the, the, the militia was, was they, they weren't on, they were on pay called a flag war. They blocked them. You know, they did, they would try to go, they tried to pull it in Italy, and the Mussolini came into power and blocked them. And uh, they will do this anywhere, and they seem to be, uh, they have no problem because they know that if they take over, if they, if they, if they disrupt the country, they'll take over. Well, you and know, they know that, and they will be part history. You don't even have to go back that far. You only have to go back to, you know, what was it, 20 years ago when Australia and New Zealand, they had their huge gun buybacks. And they took back all of the guns. and All guns are illegal. 
But then when COVID comes around, everybody gets locked up. Everybody gets put into the COVID concentration camps where, you know, completely totalitarian dictatorial guards would, would, would sit there and, and, yell at people because they stood too long on their balcony or their patio or whatever outside of their little hut at, you know, COVID camp. It doesn't, you don't have to go far back in history at all to see what happens when they take your guns. And but if you do that by laws, back, it's like right. Edmund, Sir Edmund Burke said, uh, uh, the, uh, the bad law is the worst form of tyranny. And so what's what they do is they go in with their, where they change all the laws and they make it so, so draconian. You know, you're drinking a cup of tea and uh, listen to music, and they'll come in and say, "Oh, listen to subversive music. You save your money, throw away government." So they go on for ten years, but that, that's how they work. You know, they they incredibly harsh laws, and right. they're doing well, that. They're building up all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we have this Bill of Rights, and everybody says, you know, well, they can't do that. It's against the Constitution. Well, they do stuff against the Constitution constantly. And and one of the ways that they do that is because we don't think anymore as as a general rule. We, you know, we're, we've uh, indoctrinated our kids to think that, you know, government is good and government will save you and you can stay home and not work and government will give you money. And nobody ever looks back at the fact that our country was founded under the idea that the government should be as small as possible, should provide these few services and nothing else, and that anything that the government does that is illegal, we have a, not only a right, but a duty to stand up against it. And we don't do that. As a general rule, our society doesn't do that. Well, we can't government... because they control the media and we can't organize against it. They control all the, you know, our form of communications. They did. They did Exactly right. French Revolution. You know, they, they come up with this thing kind of like Saturday Night Live with a magazine satire, and it inflamed all people. They believed everything it said. So like, you know, Marie Antoinette said, make them eat cake. She didn't say that. These people were the best damn rulers you could possibly imagine. And they made them out to be demons. They do this over and over. They did it in Germany in World War One. You know, saying they were cutting off, you know, babies' hands and raping all the women. It's a lie. The most well conducted army in, in the in the of uh, the World War Two. You know, they, they they just lie consistently and they uh, they control the media. We can't fight them back until now. You know, the internet is giving us a, a, a means to fight back. Right. See, now the Internet, that's a great point. The Internet is giving people like you and I, who aren't falling for the, for the, uh, the government propaganda, uh, they're giving us a chance to speak and giving us a voice. But unfortunately, they still have control over that because the government has their hands right down into these, these big companies that control you know, 90% of the Internet. Speaking of, I got a news article about that, and, and, and I just recorded a Liberty Minute about that. There's so there's this class action lawsuit three days ago. The article on Epic Times: the Biden administration hit with a class action lawsuit over pressuring big tech to censor users. So the Biden administration, so President President Biden, and several of his top officials are all being sued in a class action action lawsuit for our violating our First Amendment rights to free speech because the government was telling Twitter and Facebook and Google and YouTube and all the big companies, hey, censor this guy because he said something we don't like. Censor anybody who says this thing. Censor anybody who questions where the virus came from. Question anybody who does X, Y, or Z. The 
government clearly read the you read the constitution you know first amendment we have the right to free speech the government can't censor us so they're trying to trying to backdoor it they control everything so they're trying to backdoor it and get the social medias to do it on their behalf so that they're not right. the ones doing it themselves but it's still a violation yep. it took they two years for this lawsuit two years ago jen saki stood at the freaking podium in the white house and told us all that the white house was flagging posts to give to facebook to say look into this one they admitted it and it took two years for a lawsuit yeah, they do if they're corporations. They they're, they're all they control all the corporations, and, they, and uh, you know they do it. It's like you know when they uh, they'll send like a government grant. A government grant, you know, you have you, you it's like a contract. And once you take that money, you're obligated to uh, to abide by it. And, and it's, uh, they they turned everybody into corporations. It's a U.S. corporation, and uh, you know, and uh, they're trying. They, that's how they get all these laws passed against us. Because they turn us into a corporation. We're, we're supposed to be, our law is supposed to be the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights alone, you know, like Madison's Knights, is that you, you have rights uh, that, you know, that are, that are not enumerated but shall not be denied or disparaged. And, that, and that's, that's what it means. But they don't, they don't care. You know, they just basically just, they just assume that we're all federal employees and we, we have to abide by all the stuff they, they abide by that they, you know, they pass for themselves. There's somebody watching on YouTube who just said they censor flat earth, the, the topic of flat earth, by only showing stupid videos. And that's, yeah, you're, that's right. That's, they control it in so many different ways. For one, they control it by, you know, uh, whenever one of, the, one of the handful of people in Congress who actually believe in a small limited government, whenever that person says something stupid, then they plaster it all over everywhere. Because they want to make that person look stupid because that person has the wrong think. But when, you know, when somebody on their own side, like, like resident Biden, when he says something stupid, like repeatedly lying about guns, they just let it pass and go by. Like nobody harps on it on the media. Like even looking at, what is it? Fox news, Fox news, which is about as, close to right side as you can get in the mainstream media but they don't even harp on the stupidity of some of this stuff as much as they should in my humble opinion as a little town nobody did I lose you there? nope guess I lost you Patrick it's all good that means there's a phone line open 512-248-8252 Eight hundred three one three nine four four three, but that's also a great time for me to take a second and tell you about Right to Bear Insurance. I carry a firearm pretty much everywhere I go to protect the people around me. I'm a member at Right to Bear Insurance so that I can protect my own rights. Because in the event, in the unlucky event, that I have to pull that firearm and use it to defend the people around me, there's a really good chance I'm going to get either sued, arrested, charged with a crime, uh, gun confiscated. All kinds of things can happen. And that's where Right to Bear Insurance come in. Right to Bear Insurance, the most affordable carry insurance on the market, I promise you that. And if you use code LIGHTHOUSE, 
at protectwithbear.com. You'll get 10% off that right to bear insurance. I highly recommend that if you own a firearm, even if you don't carry it every day, if you own a firearm, that you get right to bear insurance. Go to protectwithbear.com. Use code LIGHTHOUSE to save 10%. I greatly appreciate that. So we're talking critical thinking here on the show and how critical thinking is gone, and a big part of why it's gone is because of government control, government regulation, government manipulation of just about everything you hear and see. And then starting at starting when you're tiny, tiny children, I mean, they, they're, they're starting the, the government indoctrination camps at, what, four years old now with Head Start, and they keep you government indoctrinated until you graduated high school somewhere around the 18-year age. It takes an awful lot to break that indoctrination if you have allowed your children or yourself to become a part of it. That's why so many people nowadays have stood up. Again, COVID brought big, broad spotlight, shined a big, broad spotlight on many of the things wrong with our society and our government control over everything. And a lot more people are starting to do homeschooling. A lot more people are starting to realize that what's being taught in our schools is so terrible that they're starting to homeschool. So that's a lot more people that will theoretically and hopefully get through that first 18 years of life without too much of that indoctrination being brought brought in. That really is one of our only hopes. Going back to the gun side of things, we brought up the hypocrisy of, hey, we're lowering all of the minimum sentences for gun crimes, but we want to take get rid of your guns. Well, there's so much wrong with this. Again, the hypocrisy of it. Hey, let's go back. Let's if you really wanted if if you as a person honestly thought gun violence was the worst thing ever and we've got to get rid of them. We've got to get it under control. There's something we have to do about it as a government. Well, you would look at what guns are doing the, the most damage, and that is clearly handguns. According to any statistic out there, you're going to find that handguns are responsible for 95 or more percentage of the deaths and shootings in this country is handguns. So why aren't these progressive people going after handguns? Well, let's let's go back a little ways in time. Let's flashback a little bit let's go back to the 1980s when there was a giant push to get rid of handguns what happened politically when the democrat side of the political aisle all screamed and pushed and tried to get rid of handguns anybody remember they got wiped out in the next election. Hmm. So now let's go after assault rifles. Not rifles. You know, rifles make up like 2% or something like that of the crime and death from, from firearms. But let's not even go for that 2%. Let's go specifically to the so-called assault rifles. 
which, you know, what is that? 1%? 1.5% of the crime and death? It's political. It's proof. It's clearly political and nothing else. Let's think, let's see what Laura in Michigan has to say about it. Laura in Michigan, line three, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. I just wondered if you used your critical thinking and looked into not backing Zaleski anymore. I never did back Zelensky. I never backed Zelensky. I talked to you about it. Yeah, but you're, you're, you, like many other people, are you're seeing it as one or the other. I don't like either one of them. I think they're both bad guys. I am not backing either side of that fight. I don't think it's our fight to be in. Let's not. <clears throat> but he said that the, he was trying to take Crimea and all that, and it wasn't true. They, they've already uh, elected to go with Russia. And most of the people down there in the Ukraine are Russian speakers. Right. Which was part took of my... over, he, he told them they had to speak Ukrainian. That was part of my argument like three weeks ago, that that what we now know as Russia was founded out of what is now Kiev. All of Russia, what began in Kiev. And Ukraine has been part of Russia and then been a separate country and then been part of Russia and then been a separate country, I don't know, dozens of times over the last 200 years. It's not our fight. It's an extension of a, you know, hundreds years long civil war we need to get rid of our regime we need regime change i completely Biden agree with that all his perverted administration oh yeah we shouldn't have been involved in that at all right we we influenced it like we influenced many elections around the world we the united states the cia put up their own puppet and we as a country have a terrible track record of picking winners and losers in foreign elections. We, I mean, Saddam Hussein was in power because of us. And then we have to go back later. Look what the Austrian parliament just did. Zaleski showed up, and they walked out on him. How come our people don't walk out on Zaleski when he showed up? Like I said, I don't think it's our fight to be in at all. And the, the point that I put forth last week, two weeks, three weeks ago, I don't know, recently in the show, was that even if we if, if we as a nation had decided that, okay, we want, we're going to pick a side, which I don't think we should, but we're going to pick a side, we're going to back Zelensky, then we should have been all in from the beginning. The, this, this piecemeal, eh, well, we're not going to give you tanks. Okay, we'll give you tanks, but we're not going to give them to you for like six months, and oh, we're not going to give you jet, fighter jets, but oh, maybe we will later. That is stupid. That is what's dragging this on longer and longer and longer. And if you look at any history, Russia is fan freaking tastic at dominating wars of attrition. So why do we why would we want that? Laura, I gotta let you go. I got Tom in Utah and I've only okay. got a couple of minutes before the break, and then I've got a guest in the next hour. Thanks for your call, Laura. Always love hearing from you. Tom in Utah, line five. Welcome to the show. The way we get rid of all the uh, the, the weapons is to 
just let this generation die off. Attrition, <laughs> what do you think? How many of your children or grandchildren even are even, uh, how to say, familiar with a weapon or, or defense or reason mine for are. defense? Mine, mine are. Yeah, mine but are just, too. Because I talk. But I look around me, and that's why my real press is to preserve the life of these old guys that are my generation. I'm 82. And I look around, and all my men that were with me in Vietnam or in the military or sat in class with the uh, Cleon Skousen or Bogrites or Richard Mack, you name it, or Ezra Tap Benson, people like that. All of those men that were with me, they're all gone. I'm yep. the only one in that group, and that that terrifies me. I, I, I agree. Look at their children, and they're they're so accustomed to the easy life that we were providing them. I tell you what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how the fact that we have we have we as a country as a society have climbed so high on Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we have forgotten how important the base of that pyramid is. But thank you very much, Tom. I got one more caller I need to try to sneak in before Go the break. Ahead. Thanks, Colin. Always appreciate it. Misty in Kansas, line one. Welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. Uh, the gentleman you? that called in earlier, he's 100% spot on, uh, the first caller. Talking about the ninth article, critical thinking, we need to understand that the con the original Constitution that was amended, the First Amendment was the Bill of Rights with nine, well, I'm sorry, with ten articles, which is our law, the people's law, and we're uh, neglecting to understand our own law. Right. People go, okay, the second article, the first article, the fourth, you know, so-and-so. But where the gentleman spoke, just truth, is the, the ninth article puts a checkmate in all this mess. If we could ever get the people to get on board with right. knowing who they are and their authority over this, quote, government, we might be able to make a, a, a change. But we all have to get on that same page. He's right. The ninth right. article is as clear as a bell. If well, people read it and study it, study your own law. Exactly Wait. right. And that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. I mean, but the problem is not only just you and I, we the people, but we now have people on the Supreme Court in federal judgeships that don't even know what, you know, Article 1 of the Constitution does. Like, not they can't even say, oh, Article 1, well, that... That establishes the legislative branch of government. I didn't no, ask no, them no. what I'm one talking about. I know, I know, I know. You're talking about the ninth, what most people refer to as the ninth amendment. I understand that. And, and that's we, why we're all screwed up. 
because it is it's a body of law it's the body of law for the people it was the very first amendment to the constitution with 10 articles the ninth article put the government in check you know it's checkmate i don't i agree i agree with you but you're your distinction between ninth article of the First Amendment, that is, is it's distraction. All ten of the first ten amendments, the Bill of Rights, were all voted on and ratified. They're not amendments. Indiv- I'm sorry. Peter. Individually. They were ratified individually by the states. Yes. Therefore, they are not all one big thing. Because there were originally 12. Two of them didn't get ratified. If they had been put forth as nine articles of one bill, that couldn't have happened. It's distraction. Anyway. Okay. The point is, you and I, we the people, we don't know the Constitution anymore. And we keep electing people that don't know the Constitution. If you don't know the founding documents, the governing law over your government, and then you put people in charge that don't know the governing law over their government of course we're going to get a screwed up system well i will agree i appreciate it it is time to go it is break time i always love your calls thank you very much for calling we will be back in three minutes with uh, mark emerson on the other side hopefully he can help our critical thinking problems Nobel Prize nominated for his COVID-19 treatment protocols. The late Dr. Zelenko created Z-Stack to help boost your immune system. And when you order Z-Stack, you're not only boosting your immune system, you're also supporting Freedom Fighters Foundation. So boost your immune system by going to ZStackLife.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. Be healthier. Support the Freedom Fighters Foundation. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at ZStackLife.com. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that silently spreads, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must be Main Street, Wall Street. That's right. It's the top of the second hour of National Intel Report live on Republic Broadcasting Network. 
Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio and Patriot Nation Radio Network. I'm your Thursday host, Peter Serafine. Remember, free speech is not free. Support this free speech network, whatever network you're watching or listening on. Donate if you can. Buy their merchandise. Use their promo codes. Everything you can do. Share out the feeds. You got to do what you can do to support us because, you know, big media out there, they're not supporting us. They're not sharing your stuff. We, we can't be found in search histories. A couple of comments from the last segment. Now that I got to to uh, catch up a little bit, avoid foreign entanglements from uh, Donald over in YouTube. I agree. Donald also says that hunting is a survival skill, not a sport. Uh, Leprechaun over on Twitch says that all this regime, all this current regime is doing is depleting America's capabilities to protect ourselves. He's referring to uh, you know, the whole Ukrainian thing. Hey, hey, let's send Ukraine all of our weapons and all of our money so that we can't defend ourselves later. Um, Donald also quoted what I believe to be the purpose of government to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed and as far as i'm concerned if you ever ask a politician what the role of government is if that's not their answer to secure our rights then they're not a politician that you want to vote for but that's just me um they should again they should be securing our rights not taking them away and unfortunately that's what they do now is they take them all away. Now, I promised you a guest in this second hour. I promised you that Mr. Mark Emerson, the creator of Algebra Victory, was going to join us. And, uh, hey, look, there he is. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi. Thank you, Peter. It's nice to be here. I'm trying to adjust this, uh, my uh, camera angle here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, don't worry about that. right. Yeah, Nobody really yeah. watches this on video anyway. We're a radio okay. show. I just turned right. on the camera because there's a couple of people in the world that want to see this ugly mug for some reason. Okay, all right. Well, so thank you for having me. With with a uh, surprising surprise, there's a camera there too. But uh, but it, like I said, it's a radio show. Can I hop in for just thirty seconds on that lady who talked about the Ninth Amendment? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the first twelve. Uh, Amendments were proposed by Congress, but only the first 10 were ratified back then. The 11th one waited and waited and was ratified in our lifetime in 1992. So, and it's the most recent amendments. It's the 27th Amendment, which was number 11 on the Bill of Rights. And so uh, um, that's a pretty good argument uh, that there are each individual amendments. That's enough. I agree. uh, I, I, little things like that are anno- annoying to me because to me they're um, they're just distractions. Um, there are a lot of people out there who let's let's use an unpopular example. Let's say that the Jews control the world. Okay, well here, here's my opinion. Of course, this is my opinion and only my opinion, not the opinion of Mojo Five O Radio, Republic Broadcasting Network, Patriot Nation Radio Network, WRSC, and it's nobody. My opinion is, who freaking cares what race, religion, creed, or color the tyrants trying to control the world are? Does it really matter? Let's pretend that they're right. Let's say that all of the people trying to control the world are Jewish. Does that in any way change the battle? Am I going to throw sausage patties at them? Because Absolutely not. 
Exactly. So the point is that they are ruthlessly trying to control. A tyrant's a tyrant. It doesn't matter what color he is or she is. Right, right. So to me, that's just another distraction. Um, the, the Declaration of Independence doesn't mention King George's race. <laughs> right. All right. This is not why you're here, although this is fun. doesn't mention his religion either. <laughs> so, Mark Emerson, you are the creator of what you claim to be or claim to have, a, wow, let me start that over. You are the creator of a system that you claim is a revolutionary way of, of teaching algebra and therefore, by proxy, teaching critical thinking. Is, did I get all that right? All that is correct. Okay. That's awesome because I don't know if you were listening for the first hour, but I spent the whole first hour pointing out where critical thinking gets gets those of us on the uh, you know far ends of the political spectrum in a lot of trouble. Um, I just yeah. I had I've just I'm one strike away from having my YouTube page taken away from me forever because you because you speak truth you speak truth you know how to think for yourself you know how to figure out what's what what's true and what's false you're thinking critically you're thinking logically right that that's, that runs against it the tyrants cannot tolerate that okay so. Let's talk about this. Let's start with, before we get to your system itself, let's talk about how does, you know, we go from arithmetic, which is, you know. Go from a what? I'm sorry? Arithmetic. Okay. So we go from arithmetic in like elementary school where we learn whole numbers, you know, add, subtract, multiply, divide. Yes. And then we go into geometry and algebra and we've now, hey, we've thrown in these variable things. What the heck is that? And and now we, we've taken these kids where everything we've taught them thus far in mathematics is, for lack of a better way of saying it, is, is, is simple, straight line. There is no right or wrong. I mean, sorry, there is no way. There is no way. It's right. It's black and white. There it is. Two plus two equals four. And anybody who says otherwise is wrong. And then we add these variables, and now we have to start thinking. Arithmetic yes. is mostly me- memorization. Well, there are concepts there. If they don't understand the concepts, the memorization is useless. Okay. So we move into algebra, and but now the, the, the critical thinking part comes into play. Well, much to a much greater extent, yes. Okay. The space becomes the space, the space, the ideas, the concepts become much richer and more complex. And so um, when we move from arithmetic to algebra, there are well first the first thing to be aware of is that the average the middle 80 percent which is most most people they have great difficulty with algebra or they fail it or they just can't do it there's one thing that they there's i call the math smart 10 percent up at the upper end they're the ones that are able to get through algebra they're the ones that are able to go into stem fields which is science technology uh engineering mathematics but the middle 80 percent don't and the one thing they do learn very well is math fear that they are incompetent at math they learn that very well and you will hear that conveyed by you just go out and talk to people on the street about algebra you'll hear that over and over they learn that very well that they're afraid of math and don't understand it and it's over their head they're not good at it so we need to change that because the, the mathematics is a very beautiful space 
for learning critical thinking. It's much easier to learn critical thinking in algebra and then later in geometry. You mentioned geometry before algebra. Algebra needs to go before geometry, and there are very important reasons for that. I don't think I want to get into them on this show, but but uh, it's much easier to learn critical thinking in the algebra space, if you will, in that in that realm of concepts and ideas than it is to learn critical thinking when you're reading the news or you're reading the law, even if you're reading the Constitution or you're reading some insane law like the Affordable Care Act that's t- thousands of pages of gobbledygook. Uh, that, um, so in algebra, what happens is as the kids learn, they, the, 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 the important point is that there is an the al- algebra is not true because I, Mark Emerson, am your teacher. I have a degree in mathematics from UCLA, and I told you this is true. Now, it's not true because you looked in a book and it said it was true. No, that's not why the algebra is true. The so algebra. Just look it up on Google and say, well, Google says. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Okay. That is not why. The algebra is absolutely true, it's true all by itself. My job as teacher is to lead the student to where, and we do this hundreds of times during the course. So, but in one particular lesson, we're, we're learning something. I'm leading them to the point where they go, oh, oh, I get it. Wow, that's so cool. I understand it. And now they own it. Now it's theirs. Right. It's a solid reference point. It's not something that mushes around and changes with political wind. It's not someone that's uh, something that someone can uh, have an argument with them about and persuade. Oh no, that's not true. It's absolutely true. And we but build. It's not just one idea. What? But but my progressive friends all say that algebra, or I'm sorry, that mathematics is racist. <laughs> this, this is this is a pile of nonsense. It's right. absolutely, absolutely insane. I mean, you're joking, and yet they're even saying that. So, right. but when they learn algebra, they realize if they learn the algebra, they will realize that's complete nonsense. So, uh, the algebra is absolutely true, and when they learn it, build layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, they're developing a large space of ideas and being able to solve a, a rich variety of different kinds of problems. And in the process of doing that, critical thinking, logical thinking, naturally evolves. It's a beautiful space for that. There's no distraction of what's on the news. There's no distraction of any of that. Somebody says, oh, well, math is racist. You shouldn't take algebra victory. Well, they, they can look at that person and say, I'm sorry, I'm going to take the next lesson. I'm, I'm continuing. I don't care if you think it's racist. If somebody does, I mean, it's their choice. If they want to drop the course because they decide, you know, I, because I'm white, it must be wrong. Um, you know, I can't help that I'm white. That's how I was born. Uh, so. I have been I have been discriminated against in a big way during my life on two occasions because I'm white. So I've been the victim of racial discrimination twice, and I never I never was prejudiced toward any anybody else. So I'm on the victim side, not the perpetrator side. But in any event, uh, we learn critical thinking through the algebra in a space that's free from all those distractions. The algebra is it's pure. So. One of uh, one of the people watching in the video chat room that says, uh, you know, teach 
how to think, not what to think. And absolutely, that's what all of education should be, but it's not. Well, yeah, but part, but there are things you need to be taught what to think. You need well, to, you know, I, we need to show you, we need to show you ideas. Okay, here's this thing, and here's this thing, and, I'm, and here's this problem. Now, I want you to think about this, and now, and, and, and watch me do this. And then in that process, then you do a problem. And then you learn how to think. I need to teach a little bit of what to think. It's not just that. Right. Um, it's not just but that. then I don't. It's, but I don't teach. I don't indoctrinate it. As I'm teaching that, I give them a foundation. I show. Well, why? Why am I doing it this way? Okay. Well, what am I? What am I even dealing with? What does any of this mean? Those are important questions. I I I want to back up just for my own sake. I want to back up to the. Uh, what is your response when somebody says you know mathematics is racist? Like, how do you defend against that? Because it's obviously ridic- ridiculous. That's about what I'd say. <laughs> my, my response I mean, is... There's, 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 I, I, I would call anybody who makes that charge a racist. They're the racist. You know, this is what these people do, these evil, this, this, this tyranny. They accuse others of, of what, what they're guilty of themselves. Look in the mirror. I'm just your mirror. I'm a bright, shining mirror. You look at me or you look at that. Uh, the algebra is a mirror. And you look at the algebra and say it's racist. Well, guess who's the racist? That's a mirror. The person who is, call- is labeling racist, they're the ones that are racist. My response, um, I think it was in my first book, Progress? Really? And I, I think it was there where I wrote, uh, you know, these people are trying to call out math as being racist. But if I remember correctly, the, the first people to actually like write down mathematic equations were all brown. So how is it racist to learn something that brown people invented? But, you know, hey, that's just me. <laughs> well, a lot of this was known in ancient India. Right. The Indians have a, a, a color spectrum that's wide. Right. Uh, from the darkest of the dark to the lightest of the light. Yeah, I mean, depending on where you are in India. You go back to the um, oldest oldest civilizations on the planet, you know, the Chinese, yeah. the Indians, the Egyptians, yeah, yeah, they all yeah. had some more mathematics. Yeah, but what you're engaging in now is a logical discussion oh about race related to algebra or related to mathematics, and people who make that charge are not interested in that discussion. That's They're not interested point. in any logic at all. They're just throwing fire at you. That's they're a, trying to give you what they're trying to hurt you. They're trying to and they're trying to discourage people from studying algebra. Because, well, I don't want to learn algebra because it's racist. Well, okay, if you, you can be stupid, it's all right. You know, if you want to be stupid, it's all right. You know, I can't, I, can't, I can't stop them, but I can offer algebra victory. And if I can give a little plug for a moment, people, please go to my website, algebravictory.org, and please take five minutes, just five minutes, my hand mark, five minutes to read the homepage. Algebra, they're set. I need a lot of help. We need a lot of help to do this. And there's seven ways people can help. They're all on the homepage. Algebra well, I, I got your name and website on the screen. Um, I did oh, okay. have a, I said algebra. I can't. I can't see. My screen isn't set up, so I can see what it really looks like. I, I had it on there as with your name with our algebravictory.com. So I've I've updated it. And well, changed I can't say go there. I own that domain too. It will redirect to algebravictory.org. Good. So not so, a problem. So it's on the screen. Everybody can see it. Yeah. Um, you're. Uh, I, I looked into your program. You're launching hopefully this year. I, yeah. I, um, we're going to get into all of that in a second as to how you're, how people can help. 
and all uh, and um, and and what your launch plan is. You have a, a okay. specific way of doing it. But first, this is a live call-in radio show, and we have a caller. So well, uh, I'm happy to talk to your caller. Francis in North Carolina is on line one. Francis, welcome to the show. Well, hey, fellas. How you doing? I think I'm here. <laughs> um, Hi, Francis. Hey. Uh, I'm curious as to which, which type of math was it that um, was considered racist? Oh, I, that was news articles from years ago. Well, and I don't think any particular area of math. I think it's a general a general accusation. It's okay. just it's just not it's just sheer nonsense. Yeah, arithmetic okay. is racist. You know, two, three plus two equals five is racist. Students students who are underrepresented should be able to figure out their own answer. And if they think that two plus three ought to be seven, that they should have the right to do that. This is the this is the kind of logic that's involved. It's complete insanity. Now, if they're underprivileged or if they're stupid or they're uneducated, they need to learn. <laughs> you need to show them with blocks. So you take two blocks, you put three blocks. If they learn to count, okay, one, two here, and this other group of blocks has three blocks. Now let's take the two groups of blocks and push them together. Now count the blocks. Do you see seven blocks? No. <laughs> End of story. Well, it's not it a matter funny. of them having the, the right to figure out their own answer. It's a matter of them learning what the reality is. Well, it's, the know, same people, it's, it's the same people out there that say that punctuality and expecting punctuality is racist. Yeah. I, I think what it comes down to is that I'm reminded of what was called Common Core, that well, was being, uh, which was uh, uh, being emphasized upon. And I'm like, okie dokie. Uh, uh, Francis, Common Core is a disaster in a completely different realm. Common Core is, is, uh, the the, the charge that math is racist, I don't think it's very serious. Um, Any, anyone who really thinks about it can see that it's nonsense. It's not very difficult to debunk. Common Core is an attempt to completely derail and destroy the algebra curriculum and the curriculum and other subjects. Fascinating. If you go, if you go to my website, if you go to my website and you go to the course page and you do a search for Common Core, I do an analysis there of Common Core and what a sheer disaster it is. It should be. Right. The, it was not. It's not just disastrous. It was. It, there's no way it was innocently done. This thing was right. created maliciously with evil intent, and it is a gross education malpractice. Gross educational malpractice, and these people should be sued for everything they have. Well, go see your legal here. system. Believe it is. Uh, well, that was it. My, I think my perception, my question or perception is. Who determines that that, that type of uh, math is racist to start with? Because, quite frankly, it's not logical. It really does not have an effect on people to start with unless they really allow themselves to be dumbed down by it. And, uh, quite frankly, you know, it, this day and time, I wouldn't put anything past anybody that claims that, oh, they know what's best or whatever. It's like, excuse me, but do you pay my bills? No. All right, then. So. It's, it's all the same people that think that everything is racist. Francis, I hate to do this to you because I love you, darling, but I got to let you go. We got another <laughs> caller running out of time in this segment. 
Uh-oh. Y'all have fun. Later. Thanks, Francis. There are really only three ways to change government. The soapbox, the ballot box, and the ammo box. Choose wisely. Hey, I'm in Minnesota, line five. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm I'm so happy to hear this program. I am a grandma that struggled with algebra. I failed it once and barely made it through the second time. Oh, I and guess you weren't in my life. you weren't in my class. <laughs> this was a very long time ago. Well, anyway, so now all these years later, I I went into education. I was um um auxiliary, shall we say, teaching. And um, so now I am homeschooling my grandson. And this kid is doing so good in math. Um, We're working on fractions right now. And I sit and work with him. We work on a whiteboard. We each have our own whiteboard. And we compare our answers. And I've never done this well in math. Oh well, good God. for you. It, how how old is your grandson? He's, um, he's nine. Okay, perfect. I want him in algebra victory. Uh, well, and that's, that's and we'll I tell you how to do that here. Go to your website and and check it out. And yeah, it's not it's not ready. He, he's ready. He's ready for algebra victory. Unfortunately, algebra victory is not ready for him yet. We're working on it. Okay. All right. Well. I'll keep doing what I'm doing then. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Some of us are better in, I've always been better in language, but he's just, Uh he's doing so well. And he gets mad if he doesn't get it right, but it's okay. It's okay. Let's back. It's okay. Let me tell you something. He is going to love Algebra Victory. Uh, really? For many many reasons, and 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 we haven't even scratched the surface yet uh, with okay. Peter. I, I look forward to having him in my class in, in Algebra Victory. All right, I will be anxious to hear the rest of the program. Then, thank you great, so much great. for what you're doing. For uh, thank so you, people. thank you. Please, okay. please go to the website. There's there's seven ways you can help. Please read the home page at least. It's five minute read. Will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Pam. Moving on to Dave in Nevada on Live 3. Dave, you've got about 60 seconds. Okay. Um, when hi, I was Dave. in high school, I... Hi, how you doing? Um, when I was in high school, I took uh, geometry first, and then algebra, and then algebra 2, and then calculus. And I believe that's the proper order to learn mathematics. I think you said algebra should come first but i disagree i also took euclidean geometry and from there i went to apollonius and then i studied newtonian physics and there again in college i started off with geometry and then worked my way up i think geometry is the basis of all mathematics and then it's prior okay. to uh, algebra how many how many how many students how many students have you taught algebra and geometry to just a second there we we've, we're, we're going to break we'll get into this on the other side of the break because i wanted had a question about this too so we'll get to that in uh 
Okay, right about three minutes. I've been sleeping on a my pillow pillow for years. And a couple of years ago, I tried the my pillow towels, soft and absorbent, wonderful bath towels. Recently, I got the my Giza Dream Sheets, and they are by far the best quality bed sheets I've ever owned. And while the quilt is pretty awesome too, new products being added all the time at mypillow.com, including sandals and slides and pajamas and well, everything that you need for sleeping. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com to save yourself up to 66% off. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. Hey, if, uh, well... I got, I got to interrupt my interview for just a second. It, breaking news, like literally breaking news. The, uh, the, the grand jury in New York has actually voted to indict former President Donald Trump. I, I, I can't believe that's possible that anybody who's actually looked at the evidence in this case has decided to do that. But yes, former President Donald Trump is being indicted by a grand jury because Somebody within his organization told a stripper to shut up and gave money for it, which I I really, again, I, I don't know how this is even a case because in order for it to be a violation of any law, the the hush money payment would have to only have happened because he was running for for office. But I any attorney worth a bag of salt can uh, – can poke holes in that logic because um, he's married. So why wouldn't he have a reason to pay somebody to hush about a potential affair, even if he wasn't running for office, but I, I hate to say it anyway. Anyway, we, it just really bothers me that we've come to a place in this world where that happens. But what can you expect? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. And all the other genders are from Uranus. So our guest tonight, who is laughing at that little uh, zinger there, <laughs> our guest tonight, Mr. Mark Emerson. Yeah, uh, by the way, I knew I heard about the indictment a uh, couple of hours ago. Yeah, so, the, the news article uh, was an hour ago. Um, I, I saw it earlier in the show. I just hadn't had a chance right. to. To, to actually read well, it's, it, 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 all it will do all it will do is increase the tidal wave in favor of Trump yeah I completely agree but anyway um, in an effort to make sure that you get a chance to talk about everything that you want to talk to tonight I've asked our producer to close the phone line so no more phone calls please unless we bring up something so egregious that you just absolutely must call it in which case I'll let Mike be uh, Mike, my producer. I would uh, like, I would like to respond to the challenge from the last caller. Right. Well, I wanted to bring that up too, because okay. um, I, I've heard you say that before, because of course, when, when you contacted me and said that you, Hey, you want to be on the show. I went back and listened to a couple of your other interviews and you said that algebra comes first. And my thought was, I can understand why you would want to do algebra first because algebra is a component of geometry. 
I mean, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Hey, that's an algebraic equation applied to ge geometry. So my thought um, immediately was algebra is a component of geometry, but geometry is much more visual. And maybe it's taught first just for the to the benefit of the visual learners. But I am interested to hear why you think that algebra should be before geometry. Well, whether people are more visual or in their learning uh, doesn't matter. They need to do both. The algebra is mostly left brain. Left brain is linear thinking. Uh, right brain is nonlinear thinking. Right. So most of the algebra course is a left brain dominant. Um, but I, what you said is true. There is algebra in the geometry. And if they take the geometry first, I don't want to teach them the algebra in the geometry course. I've got plenty of geometry to teach. And the way I teach geometry is phenomenal. We, I, that's not even on my website. Um, that's later. We will do geometry later. Uh, now, there's an important thing to understand. There are two kinds of problems, math problems, that students can be taught to do. I call them mechanical problems and creative problems. Mechanical problems are problems where you have been taught already how to do this kind of problem. You have practiced this. When you see it, a problem like that on the exam, you remember, I know how to do this problem, and you do it. Uh, however, with algebra, it's an enormous number of different kinds of problems. And we develop a very sophisticated flow chart uh, and uh, many, many, many rules and guidelines and and so that the students have an understanding of the rich, complex fabric of the algebra. Yes, it's linear almost entirely, but it's complicated. And I, I restrict, I specifically restrict algebra one to mechanical problems because I want the I want to show the holistic. I want them to see it as holistic. Oh. All these different kinds of problems, all on this one flowchart. I just need to flow through and do this. This is a very powerful and useful skill to learn. This is very important for logical thinking and critical thinking. I know all the stuff that's going on here. Now, if I throw in a problem into, into the mix, like, say, on a final exam, that was going to require them to figure out something that they've never run into before, meaning they have to create their own solution, that, in my opinion is beyond the boundary of what I want to do with Algebra 1, and it defeats my goal of having the holistic approach. It's not holistic anymore because now you have to break out of that. That's too hard. That's too hard. This course is strictly mechanical in that rich, holistic space. Now, when we move to geometry, I don't do that anymore. In geometry, we have a rich variety of creative problems. It's easier for students to create uh, new paths of problem solving in geometry because it's two-dimensional, because they have a diagram, because they're now going back and forth between the left and right brain. And most of that is in proofs. I teach proofs phenomenally well. And so uh, that is why I do that. So what you said, plus what I just said, I want to have that goal in the first year of algebra of it being holistic and having a master flow chart and all the rules are there. Oh, my God, the whole thing is here. I totally get it. I can do all the problems.
I might make a mistake. I might, you know, screw up something, but I understand the whole thing. So that's why I do algebra first. Okay. Fair enough. Just wondered because I, I, I never taught anything as complex as algebra, but I was a, a training consultant was my official title um, at Walt Disney World for the food and beverage line of business. So it was my job to to basically design all of the training courses for the 160 food outlets at Disney World in Florida. My personal specialty was teaching the computer systems and programs that we used, and and in particular, the inventory management recipe management system that we used, which is unique to ginormous companies. I loved teaching. Believe it or Good. not, even though I'm doing this thing, I'm, I'm actually an introverted person. I don't like crowds. I don't like people. I, I get uncomfortable at concerts and stuff like that. And teaching sucks the energy out of me. After you know, If I teach an hour-long class, by the end of it, I'm freaking exhausted. But that moment when you can see in the eyes of your pupil that they got it, like yeah. the, the instant that you can see it, that they, that they understand what you just taught them is priceless. And then they can perform. Right. And Absolutely. It's priceless. I love it. I agree. So, so. algebra victory, we've got, uh, what do we have? 20-ish minutes left in the show. I, I want you to talk about how the listeners can help and anything that you're willing to share as to why Algebra Victory is so different. What what makes it so different than the way that it's being taught now? Well, the, the difference is that this is a math education has been a disaster for a long time because uh, although very very workable, good ways of teaching arithmetic have existed for 150 years. And there have been tens of thousands of elementary school teachers who did that very well. Uh, algebra is different. There's been, never been a good way developed to teach it that works for the average kids. That's my, that's my gift. People have called me a genius, whatever. I figured out, and it wasn't in any one step. It's over a period of decades that I evolved a technique for teaching this that really works. It's complete quantum leap beyond anything out there. Now to describe it in detail is really beyond what we can do on this show, Um, but uh, you can look on the website and get at least an idea about it. So so uh, I'm gonna hold this up again, algebravictory.org, O-R-G. If you go on to uh, Google, I think we're censored on Google, uh, so it might say algebravictory.art, which will link to this. Um, but anyway, so if you go there, there's seven ways people can help. We need help. It's very important. Um, let me just tell you a little bit about the business strategy. Uh, when we launch, our initial target will be homeschool because, uh, first of all, homeschools need this desperately. Parents are looking for algebra curriculum, and the, the ones that are out there are, are uh, marginal. Um, and our, this will be far, far, far better than anything that's out there. And some of them are horrible. Uh, some of them are okay, but they're going to work for the smart kids and they're not going to work very well for the average kids. Um, and then in a few years, what we'll do in a later version of Algebra Victory, two later versions, actually, one version will be 
a teacher training system where we will teach math teachers how we'll train them to teach algebra victory and we'll certify them. The other one will be a classroom uh, system for students to use. And then we will aggressively uh, infiltrate or conquer or whatever, invade the public school system one district at a time. There are thousands of school districts. We'll have a team. We'll have multiple teams. They'll go out, organize parents and put pressure on districts and get contracts. And then these teachers, these math, and we will promote independently to math teachers. Come on, get certified. This And, and then... When they get certified, the, the training will be continuing education, so that will increase their salaries. And then we'll, we'll have algebra victory getting taught in the classroom. So people will be using my methods. Math teachers will be using my methods in the classroom with their students. They'll have an enormous uh, uh, job satisfaction from that. Rather than standing up there and teach, trying to teach average kids and the kids don't, don't get it. Right now, the kids don't get it. Then you talk to math teachers, well, they, they just they blame the students. As what the culture causes them to do. Well, they didn't read the book or they didn't pay attention. Didn't pay attention because you didn't understand it. You read the book, it was gobbledygook. You tried to do the problem, you couldn't do it. You didn't try hard enough. And then they say, oh, you're not ready for algebra. You're not smart enough. This is all insulting the student. No, they need to be shown how to do it. And that's what we'll do. And we'll get that happening. Uh, and the, the market is ginormous. It's a huge market. And we stand to to make an enormous amount of uh, very lucrative business out of that. And uh, uh, so now, how can people help? Hold on, um, before, you, before you get there. Yeah. Um, so you're starting with homeschools. Well, it doesn't mean that, I mean, we're not restricting to homeschools. The question is, what is the focus of our marketing effort going to be? It's going to be homeschool. There are also a lot of adults who want to learn algebra. See, one of the things about a homeschool, I don't have to deal with any of the education establishment and all that government bureaucracy, which we will with the public schools. So we'll get ourselves established and successful in the homeschool uh, field. So go ahead. Honestly, it's a great plan because – I mean, clearly, you you have a, uh, shall we say, a right side political leaning based on some of your comments, and you're not going to get anywhere with with the, uh, you know, the teachers unions, for example. No, not now, not now. But, but after you got, right after after you, the, the uh, teachers uh, union will battle us. But, you know, they'll do everything they can to stop. But right. there's nothing they can do now um, to to interfere with us marketing to homeschool. So have you? Um, paired, partnered with any of the other homeschooling systems or programs or homeschool advocates out there. The first one that comes to my mind is Sam Sorbo. Um, Not yet. Not yet. We, we will We will reach out in due time. Okay. Um, I, I would recommend Sam Sorbo. Um, she hosts a radio show on uh, on the Mojo Five O radio network. She's, if you, if you don't know who she is, Sam Sorbo is his wife to Kevin Sorbo, the uh, the guy who played Hercules in the old TV show. Um, they're a, a a very Christian couple, and um, Sam Sorbo is a huge advocate for homeschooling, and she has a bunch of resources on her own website, uh, which I think is just samsorbo.com or something like that. Um, but yeah, I would highly Can recommend. Can you give me the spelling? At S-A-M? S-A-M, like Sam. Yeah. And- S O R B O Sam Sorbo. That's how I wrote it. Okay, good. I'll I'll reach out very soon, yeah. probably tomorrow or or over the weekend. Okay, 
Okay, so you're 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 starting out your launch to uh, to the homeschool market, which is brilliant because, like you just said, um, no dealing with the teachers' unions and the regulations and all that stuff of the government. Then once you're established and successful, then you launch. When we have we have tens of thousands of average students who succeed with algebra, and we will have. We will have thousands of videos of their comments. We're going to have, you know, uh, just a, you can see on my website, lots of comments from classroom students of mine about my teaching. Uh, they'll be, uh, this is what we'll sell. It will sell because the results we get. As we get more and more results, it's going to snowball. Awesome. And now, um, before you, you get into uh, how people can help, which is, I think, where you were going next, yes. uh, you're a non the algebra victory is a nonprofit organization. Well, the, the, yes, but it's not algebra victory is a product name. The organization right. is called educational empowerment corporation. Okay. And it's nonprofit. Okay. So it's a religious, it's a religious nonprofit. I, this is I, a big, deep subject. We right. can get into all, we don't have time to get into all that. I, don't, uh, but, I just what? wanted to make it clear that this is, this is a nonprofit organization. You are not doing this to make yourself rich and famous. Uh, no, I'm, I, my, I, I need money to do this. Of course. I need money to accomplish what I'm here to do. But my goal in life is to give my gifts to the world before I die. And I have an enormous amount to give. I'll be working on it till the day I take my last breath. Uh, you know, so, so for me, that's what I want. I want to, I want to give everything I can to the world, uh, while I'm in this body. And, uh, uh, and then create a legacy that will continue that. So when we've created the, first of all, the online student system, once I'm, once I'm gone, it'll still be there. Plus the, 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 the teacher training, all that stuff will be there. And there are many, many other things too. Fantastic. All so, right. so I, you know, I, I do need, I do need, you know, I, I do need to take care of myself and my family, but, uh, but, but in this for the money, no, never. I just want to make that clear to the people out there listening. So there's probably, if I had to guess, you know, a thousand people listening live right now and you know, oh. another thousand or so. Hello, everybody. <laughs> another thousand God or so will listen to the recordings in the next day or two. So how can those couple thousands of people help? Well, there's seven ways uh, in, in one word each. Uh, learn, uh, pray, share, invest join, publicize, and enroll. I'll explain what each of these mean. Uh, learn means please go to the website and read the homepage. We'll take you five minutes. And then there's a menu at the bottom with links for most of these other things. The first one is a link for course. If you go there, you read through that and it takes you, you can watch um, a video of me teaching. It explains the whole course. It explains what's going on in the education establishment. And it talks about why algebra is hard and how we solve that problem. Um, we talk about Algebra Mountain uh, and as uh, a biographical, is a bio of me on there as well. So that's the learn part. The second part is pray. You need prayers because what we're up against is big. And, and what we're undertaking is huge here. Um, and there's plenty of powers that are against us, and and yet I have to walk through the fire. It's a spiritual process. So as I have to walk through these things, uh, the, the you know God is developing me, 
It doesn't mean it's pleasant. Sometimes uh, I have to walk through unpleasantness, but that's how we grow and that's how we get prayers answered. Uh, the third thing is share in any way you can. Share the website, algebravictory.org, uh, through social media, through emailing your friends, through talking to your friends. Uh, get the word out. Uh, the fourth thing is invest. So we need investors. We need to raise about $3 million. Uh, and the purpose of that money will be to hire a team. We need to hire a team. It's going to ramp up gradually. Uh, initially, we'll be hiring. Uh, we need about... Uh, between 15 and 20 people on the team with good office space before we launch. Uh, I don't want to mess around. When this launches, I believe it's going to go viral, and we have to have a team there behind that to support that operation, and we're going to have to keep rolling out more material. That is explained on the website. Um, so there's an investment prospectus. The investment is available in most states, not all states. There are restrictions which are explained there. This is a very complicated jungle of securities laws that uh, I'm quite expert at, and uh, we're doing something quite extraordinary. So if you go to the invest page, you can read about that. We're projecting very powerful returns, excellent returns. There are risks as well. So it explains the upside. On the upside, you can, well, the minimum investment is $990, but we'll take much larger investments. Um, and we're projecting on the upside, on the upside for a $990 investment, we're, we're projecting in five years, uh, a $20,000 return. In other words, about a 2,000% return over five years, which is outstanding. On the downside, if we fail or we don't, if we don't do as well, it might not go as fast. We might get delayed. Things not, might not be as successful. Maybe make less than that. Worst case, if we fail, you probably lose your money. So putting it in the context of, uh, uh, between the upside and the downside, have to make a careful investment decision. Please don't invest more than you can afford to lose without suffering. I don't want that. On the other hand, an interesting fact about the investment is right now the economy, there's a lot of people predicting a collapse, a financial collapse, and the inflation is already there. Uh, and a lot of people have money in, uh, the stock market or in funds and that are related to the stock market. If that comes down, a lot of people are putting their money in places like gold to protect their assets. I believe that Algebra Victory investment is similar, and here's why. Since we're a nonprofit, the way we pay investors is not – we can't take it from net earnings. That violates the nonprofit law. We pay it as a, a percentage of our, uh, of our, our sales, of our revenues. Um, and since Algebra Victory is going to be sold mainly to homeschoolers, I'll tell you something. Homeschoolers give very high priority education that's right up there with food and shelter for their kids. They're really strong about that. And so I know that we're going to have that, that revenue stream even in hard times. And that's what gives this a, a hedge. Anyway, there's a prospectus. It's long. It's over 100 pages. Uh, and uh, if you're interested in investing, check it out. Love to get an investment from you. So then the fourth thing is team, joining our team. We have a jobs page on there. I have a list of all the jobs and this organization chart. You can see the organ, the team we need to build. And there are uh, uh, job titles for them all. And some of them have job descriptions you can download. Uh, Patriots will like the warning message that I have at the top of the jobs page. Um, these are anti-woke jobs. So if people are in jobs now where they're professionals that are uh, very tired of 
the wokeism that's creeping into companies or companies are making products they're not particularly proud of. Uh, I want to look at where the jobs will be in Texas, in the Texas Triangle, probably in the Austin area. Uh, you can read about that. And the, 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 uh, the sixth thing is if you're in the media, like you, Peter, you responded. If you have a podcast, invite me on your show. Or if you're a journalist uh, writing articles, I'd be happy to do an interview for your article. Um, just get the word out. And the last thing is enroll. Now, you can't enroll yet uh, because we're not ready, but you can go to the contact page and uh, get on our email list so that when Algebra Victory launches, we'll let you know. So you can enroll your kids or your grandkids or whoever. Uh, and right now there's a page you can look and see what our price structure is tentatively. It's not finalized yet. Those are the seven ways. Learn, pray, share, invest, join, publicize, and enroll. And you're so still planning you. to launch uh, basically for the fall semester in 2023? Yeah, well, I don't know about semester. I don't know if we're going to make it by, by September, uh, but in the fall quarter. might not be till December, but homeschoolers don't care about that. Okay. So, you know, they're, they're not tied to that, that, uh, that, the, the, the public school calendar. Right. So, uh, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be willing to wait. Okay. So you are planning to still planning to launch in 2023. Yes, but we have to raise the funds. So if I don't get the funds raised, it, 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 I may get delayed on the fundraising. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. Great. Well, it sounds great to me. The one thing we, we didn't. I do want I do want to introduce my son Jonathan is here with me. He's working on the project. Jonathan, you have any comments you want to make? Well, yeah, we still haven't discussed the mysteries. Oh, that's right. It's important to say this. Is another thing uh, I teach. I talked about all the the right brain. St- I mean, the left brain stuff in algebra, but there's also some right brain some some right brain stuff. I teach the mysteries. Teaching the mysteries is very important, um, so that. Uh, kids will, they love this. Uh, what, what happens when you divide by zero? This is a big mystery. It's very fascinating. Now, the school system, the algebra classes, will simply say, you're not allowed to divide by zero. No, can't divide by zero. End of story. Don't you dare ask why. Okay, so, yes. Asking why is what, what makes us American, right? Yeah, pl- please ask why. Uh, and doesn't mean I'm going to answer you right away because I want you to be with the question. I want you to spend some time pondering what happens if I divide by zero. And why is that weird? What happens? And then we'll, we'll, we'll go step by step into that mystery and many other mysteries in algebra. It's fascinating. Kids love this. Now, I don't test them on that. I don't test them on the mysteries. The tests are on the mechanical problems, the great variety very sophisticated, some very complicated problems that they will be able to do. They'll look at that final exam and go, wow. You can see a sample final exam on the website. Look at it. The kids will look at that and go, wow, I can do all that. I understand all that. So, yeah, what else, Jonathan? The, so the sure. Just the, the fun stuff to get to. You know, I, I I don't remember like what the answer would be about dividing by zero, but I almost envision it as being some, like, uh, in infinite, uh, un- like infinity, like a number that. Well, just that is correct. That is correct. What's wrong with infinity? I don't know what is wrong. It is, it is infinity. Okay. But there's, and then there are other mysteries that are beyond algebra one, like 
are there more than one infinity? Uh, but that's right, not. I, 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 I might mention that. Okay, okay. but what's the problem with infinity? Infinity is not a number. If, if if I can divide, if I divide five by zero and get infinity, I divide seven by zero and I also get infinity. So that means that uh, right. zero times infinity is five. Right, because five times zero is infinity, and and zero times infinity is also seven. Therefore, five equals seven. This is this is not good. This no. doesn't work. Five does not equal seven categorically, and so we have a problem. And this is fun stuff. This is transcendent, beautiful stuff. And I, I, we we there are many things we do in algebra victory like that. We call them mystery questions. And we raise them. I want the kids to wonder about them. Wondering about them helps them. They, they grow. They grow spiritually and intellectually uh, in, in pondering these mysteries. All right. Well, thank fun. you very much, Mr. Emerson. I am sorry that we're out of time. I need all of you out there listening. Go to algebravictory.org, even if you're just going to take a look. Greatly appreciate it. If you're listening live on Republic Broadcasting Network, stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett. Thank you to our guest, Mr. Emerson, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Mike, my producer. Cannot do the show without you. Thank you, the callers and listeners. You're why we do the show. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. We must take The next time you're looking for audio equipment, I want you to think M-A-O-N-O. That's right, Mayono.com is quality audio equipment at affordable prices. The Mayono Caster that I use for all of my broadcasting is one-third of the price of the more famous alternative on the market. Microphones, stands, cables, headphones, audio interface equipment, all at Mayono.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at M-A-O-N-O. O-N-O dot com.